And welcome to another episode of the Guys with Feelings podcast, where two guys discuss the ideas, influences, epiphanies, and yes, the feelings that make them better men. My name is Jamin Yee. And I'm Gabe Rose. And today, we're going to tackle a topic that's been afflicting millions of daters in our culture today, ghosting, and primarily what we can do to fight against this scourge. To help us do that, we're joined once again by a resident lawyer and culture expert and dating insider, Alan I. Alan, how are you today? Great. I've, I've dated before. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it qualifies you for an expert as an expert. Well, just as I'm a dating insider. I'm I'm a culture expert, a dating insider. Not... Join us on our quest to eradicate ghosting once in a while. Happy to be here and to fight this menace. <laughs> All right, Jamin. So, you, like, tell us, like, what is? Why should we care about ghosting? And how did you come to care about it so much that we are doing an entire Guys with Feelings episode about it? <laughs> well, so it's one of those things that I think. You know, you hear everyone complaining about it these days in ghosting. And, and I think in with our Tinder dating culture, um, it ju- everyone is just so familiar with it. You know, you're talking to someone, whether that's, you know, just sending a few messages on, on a dating app or have gone on a few dates. And like, then you start to notice like, oh, they're starting to take a really long time to reply to me and their answers are becoming more short. And then all of a sudden they just kind of disappear. And I feel like that's become the norm in our dating culture these days of like how, you know, um, at least, you know, more, let's say, uh, not as intense relationships will, will end. They, they just kind of end with a whimper or like a, like a, just an invisible ghost. And, um, and I think how, like where it really bothered me, like it obviously sucks when that's happened to me and that's felt really shitty. But I think like as I've been dating more and trying to become, you know, a more conscious dater and more conscious human being in general, I've I've become more aware of like when I was the one doing that and it didn't feel good. And so I've kind of been on a quest to um, to stop that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Real quick. How how do you how do you all define ghosting? Because I think that that is a point of contention. Yeah. I mean, I don't have like an official definition, but to me, it's always kind of when. I think to me, it's like when one person is, is kind of like not really into it anymore and it's kind of like kind of over it. And instead of saying that, instead of being like, yeah, you know, like I think I'm looking for something different. They they decide that the best way to do that would be to just kind of like make themselves more and more unavailable until they disappear. And and I think that can be pretty confusing and shitty for the person on the other end. Um, well, uh, in case it's helpful, I just pulled up the Webster dif- d- dictionary definition, <laughs> uh, which says, quote, the practice of ending a personal relationship with someone by suddenly and without explanation, withdrawing from all communication. Mm. There you go. That's pretty much it exactly is, what I is. said, right? right? There you go. <laughs> I think I okay, wrote that so, definition. <laughs> so, so I have a question for both of you, if you could answer honestly. So before you started this quest to become sort of more conscious, I'm curious what percentage of the time each of you were the ghoster and what percentage of the time each of you were the ghosty in situations when this happened roughly? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Alan, any thoughts? I don't think I really ghost. Uh, I don't think, I mean, you might get some hate mail, like, but I don't, I'm trying to think. Um, 
And I think that's why I was asking about the definition of ghosting. Because there's definitely, there's been times where I think a relationship that hasn't even gotten that far has just naturally fizzled, right? We're just talking. And then both of us, or I lose interest, she loses interest, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't really consider that ghosting. I think if it's mutual, it's, I wouldn't call yeah, it ghosting. Sometimes you don't know if it's mutual. And I, maybe <laughs> I'm just assuming it's mutual. Uh, but I don't think it's ever gotten to the point where we're a little more further along in our relationship where we've actually met and maybe gone on a few dates. And then I just like disappear. Um, usually if it gets to that point, we'll talk about it. Like, and I don't consider like one date and then you just like, don't hit them up again. I don't consider that dating. I feel like it's just, you didn't have a great date. And if they didn't hit you up and like ask you a question and you don't respond, I think that's ghosting. If you don't respond, if they're hitting you up, but if you just, but no if nobody chimes in after yeah. like one date, then yeah, I think and I think one date is like a, you know, not you're not close enough after one date where it necessarily warrants a whole like full blown heart to heart about it. But I don't know that that could be it something. depends, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it's something that I've been experimenting with. Um, like I would say, yeah, I've noticed recently um, I've become I don't know why exactly but i feel like i'm shifting into a place where i'm kind of looking for something a little more serious or kind of a more in-depth kind of partnership and with that like a lot of the romantic connections that i've I've been having um and a lot of like even the new days have been going on like you know i think maybe six months ago um a lot of these dates i've been having i've been like oh I'm, i'm kind of curious to see like i'd be i'd be down to keep exploring this or you know keep hanging out with this person and now um, it's just been more clear to me. I'm like, ah, okay, like this isn't what I'm looking for. And um, and with that, I've just been, I, you know, like, yeah, I think in the past I, that that would have been something I would have just kind of like, yeah, maybe like let slowly kind of die out more. But these days I've just been practicing like, okay, let me see what happens if I'm just direct and honest about this. Um, and it's been a really good experience. Um, yeah, I've had like a few dates where, um, I could just feel like it, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't quite going in the direction or it wasn't the type of connection I was really looking for. And so I, I just, I, I let them know, you know, um, whether that was like after a second date or even after a first date. Um, and I, I, I kind of call it like practicing, like, a you know, just like a clear and compassionate, like, um, clarification you know um and so for me like that's felt a lot better for me instead of like hoping that okay maybe they'll just pick up on my signal and and or maybe just the next time they text like i'll just be a little more vague and maybe they'll get the hint that i'm not as interested like and instead of doing that just kind of just being upfront and just kind of being more direct about it and um and that's felt really good to me and and i've gotten really awesome responses from everyone i've done that with Okay, so you, you know, because it's a little, I think the reason probably um, we tend to avoid stuff like that is because it's, it's uncomfortable. And it, you're sort of taking a little bit of a of a risk, maybe it feels like. But um, what I hear you saying is it's actually, after when you actually do it, it winds up feeling good rather than bad. So where does the uncomfortableness come from? Does it come from yourself not wanting to say this? Is it not wanting to make someone feel bad? Where do you think that this discomfort comes from? I definitely think it's a combination of both. I mean, I think one of the big ones is, and you know, like, oh, you don't want 
to hurt the other person. Um, I think that's an excuse that people are kind of hiding behind because not knowing and like being left in this weird murky state where you're trying to guess what the other person's thinking and you're kind of like going crazy in your head where you're like, are, are they not into me or are they like you're trying to read the signs like that's maddening. Yeah. And I, I've been on that side before and it's like, oh, this is not fun. Um, and I think maybe because I had a dating experience like that recently where like I was on the other end and I was like constantly trying to guess what this other person was thinking and and like feeling like I'm going crazy just in, in interpreter mode. I think coming out of that experience, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to put anyone in that position. And I just want to, I just want to be clear and, and direct so that there's no, this other person doesn't have to guess and they don't have to waste any, any more emotional or mental energy on interpreting and, and they can just deal with what the reality of the situation is. And I think the second part of that is I think a lot of guys, um, especially guys, but, um, I think a lot of people in general, um, are afraid to like have uncomfortable talks and and I'm so afraid for me, to have uncomfortable talks. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable right now. <laughs> Definitely uncomfortable right now. I really dislike them. <laughs> and I think with that, um, for me, one of the reasons I wanted to practice this is I wanted to get better at having these kinds of uncomfortable conversations. Whether it's about ghosting or more serious issues, I was like. You know, this is a good muscle to exercise, a skill to flex. So, yeah, that sounds great. What, um, do either of you have any tangible? Okay, let's say I was dating right now and I was like, oh, yeah, I've done a lot of ghosting. I really hate those conversations. Spoken um, like, like Gabe really yeah. knows what the dating yeah. life is like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can tell my insights are born of lots of experience. Um, like what beyond the obvious of just doing it, do either of you have any tangible sort of advice or frameworks or tactics you've used that maybe other people would find helpful to, um, get through the challenges of non ghosting? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, uh, so <laughs> I feel like I, I've, I've had a string of, of practicing this, you know, the last like few weeks. And at first, um, so actually the, the blind date that I went on, um, was one of those examples. Uh, we went on two dates and she was awesome. Like we, we had a really good time, but I could just feel that, uh, the chemistry or the type of connection wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Um, and I think this was like kind of like a good first one to quote unquote, like practice with because, uh, she was kind of a, she's like a friend of, of my friend, you know, who set, set us up together. And, um, and I was like, okay, like even more incentive to, to treat this in a way that feels as, um, yeah, as like ethical and clear and, and compassionate as possible. And so, yeah, after our second date, when it, when I felt that it felt clear for me, um, and then I, you know, I sent her a text and I basically was just like, you know, just kind of like was, uh, following up on like a conversation we were having and, and just kind of mentioned, like the things that I really appreciated about her and um, how I found her really attractive and her, the way, how creative she was, was like really inspiring to me, like all like honest things. And then saying, and at the same time, like, I think I've realized I'm looking for a different kind of connection right now. Um, and I also said, maybe it's the same for you, um, which I think that's a, that's a really important thing to say. That is a tactical genius. Um, <laughs> But I also think framing it as I'm looking for a different kind of connection is is a good way of framing it. 
because you're not so much passing judgment on them as a person. It's more about you together as a in your connection yeah it, it gets it steps out of that frame where i think a lot of people just see dating as like some competition almost and if and if that person doesn't want to be with you it's because you weren't good enough or you failed like this very binary kind of thing and like that's not how the reality of it works like we we have the ever like you can hang out with a completely awesome super fucking cool human being and your guys individual like you guys unique chemistry together could just not be super clicking you know um, and so I think like, yeah, framing it that way, I think not only I think is, um, less harsh, but it, I think it's less, less harsh because it's actually more aligned with reality. It's more kind accurate. Of it. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. And then just ending it with just like, yeah. And just saying you really appreciated the time you had together. Um, and I think like when you're, when you're complimenting the other person and saying things you like, like be honest, like actually like mention the things that you really appreciate about the other person. Um, yeah. Yep. And this is this is all over text, right? There's no there's no obligation to do over phone or in person until you've hit, you know, a, something like a real relationship, right? Yeah, I think it I think it depends on on the level of investment and how close you are. I mean, I I've definitely also had that conversation in person uh with someone that that I've been dating um kind of on and off for a little while. And and yeah, I think you just have to gauge each each situation a little differently. But I will say like each, each of the people that I've had this conversation with, and it's been maybe like in the last month or two, like maybe four or five different conversations like this. And, um, and all of the, all of the people, um, I talked to actually really appreciated it. Um, all the responses were positive and they were all surprised too. A lot of them were like, like, wow, like, thank you for being so honest. And like, thank you for, you know, being direct and, um, and a few of them echoed the same sentiments like, oh, like I really like enjoyed hanging out with you too. Like you're awesome as well. And I also felt similarly. And it was and it was cool to like have like kind of an ending of like a romantic connection, even a brief one that like ended with like positive feelings and kind of like warm and, and grateful feelings rather than like feelings of murkiness and shittiness, you know. Uh, so, I, yeah, I really I really like that. Um, I think my my most important question, which is still outstanding, uh, is Alan. Does Drake have anything to say about ghosting that could? <laughs> you add know, that's to funny. I was just, I was actually just <laughs> thinking about this. You read my mind, man. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and and listen to take care. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, just positive deep down. Drake has several valuable things to say. Oh, about ghosting. I'm sure. Well, the thing is. Drake's Drake's been on a journey um, <laughs> from, you know, publishing voicemails from <laughs> jilted, jilted lovers. lovers to female empowerment anthems. <laughs> so it depends on what Drake you're 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 looking at. Text from a centiphone. I ain't reply. Let him know I read it though. It's a complex Canadian man, but I'm sure he has views. No pun intended. Yeah. Um. Alan, you recently had an experience, though, where you kind of had a similar anti-ghosting conversation with someone. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, How'd that go? Well, I also shout out to my roommate, but, <laughs> you know, had to get some perspective from from her. I had gone on two dates uh, with someone and was not feeling like super thrilled about it, but okay. Mm-hmm. 
but I kind of had a sense that it wasn't going to go anywhere. And what should I do? And maybe in the past I could have, would have just like dragged it on a little bit and then it would have fizzled. But, you know, having talked to my roommate, having talked to Jamin, I did a similar thing, just shot a text like, Hey, um, I don't even remember what I said exactly, but was just honest and, you know, complimented her while also saying like, this is not what I'm looking for right now. Mm. And got positive feedback as well, where she's like, thanks for letting me know. Like, it was good getting to know you as well. And having that kind of closure, from my perspective, I don't know, and I've been on the other end too, it just sucks being in that murky, gray feeling of not knowing what's going on. So, yeah, I'm a big proponent of anti-ghosting. But I think this is a a step beyond anti-ghosting, right? Like, I think we can all agree that ghosting and just, like, not responding to someone is bad, but, like, even just taking an affirmative step to be honest about where you are earlier rather than, than later right. um, is a good thing in my opinion. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's super important. And yeah. And hearing you talk about your example, like reminded me um, my good friend, Jocelyn, she's actually been um, she's kind of one of the people who really inspired me with this also. And she's been um, she's been going on a few dates where she felt the guy was ghosting and she was like, you know what? I, actually I'm going to, I'm going to say something about it and see what happens. And she kind of called them out, not in like a shame inducing way, like very, very kindly, but she would feel like the guy dropping off and she'd be like, Hey, I just want to check in with you. It feels like you're kind of pulling away. And and that's totally cool if you want to, but you know, she's like, I prefer, you know, if we just kind of talk openly and honestly about it. And every time she did that, the guy would always be like, Oh, like, I'm really sorry about that. I'm kind of going through some stuff or whatever, you know, they, they would, they would end up actually having like a more interesting kind of honest discussion. And she said she was always, she was always surprised. She was like, there's always more going on there than just the guy being a dick. And more importantly than that, she said it felt really empowering and really good for her to just be speaking, speaking up for herself and kind of speaking like her truth and just, and putting it out there. Yeah, so I think that also touches on an interesting aspect that I'm curious what you guys think about is it seems like there's a gendered component to ghosting um, in that at least what I've heard, the more stories I've heard and the complaints are are men ghosting on, on women in heterosexual relationships. Uh, what are your thoughts on that and what kind of cultural uh, things play into the gendered component there? Yeah, I mean, obviously... You know, I think as we all know, like we've all been ghosted. Like I, I think it happens to everyone. But yeah, like from talking to my friends, it definitely does seem like the majority of it feels like guys ghosting women. Um, and I, so I think this is no something that I, I really think, um, maybe a lot of guys struggle with. Like I, I have some theories, you know, some of them are maybe a lot of guys are, um, not super in touch with their emotions. And so when like a difficult conversation comes up, like they don't quite know what to do with it. And then the easiest situation is to just kind of like cut loose from it or to walk away. Or not do anything. Not do anything. Ignore ignore it it. in a way. And I think, um, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of reasons for that, but I think a lot of guys have been taught in our culture, like not, we don't know like how to discuss our emotions and, and we're not taught and modeled that in like a healthy way. And so that ends up showing up with dating. Definitely. You know, I, I throw in one other like uh, idea into the mix on that, which mm-hmm. is, I think it's, again, we're just talking sort of like standard heterosexual dating culture right. here. Um, that's like what I understand best. I think it's, it's also 
culturally different on average for men to quote unquote reject women than for women to quote unquote reject men, right? Mm -hmm. Like the sort of standard setup we have is men pursuing women and then women filtering. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think while women get sort of like, I don't know, sort of told that it's like normal and good and important to like filter and be picky and like, you know, quote unquote reject men. I don't like that word. I'm just, I'm just usually casually. Um, I think for men, it's sort of, I think there's more of a feeling that you're a jerk if you sort of do the same and tell a woman you're not interested. So I think there's actually more like bad feelings associated with a man telling a woman that like, I'm not interested or we're not a good fit than vice versa. I don't know. Push back if, if you guys feel differently, but that's like back when I was dating, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, a decade ago, (laughs) like I do remember not a dating feelings insider. like that entering my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that definitely contributes to the unease of wanting to have this kind of conversation. I think it definitely adds on to the emotional uncomfortability on top of like a bunch of different factors for sure. Um, but yeah, but in, in general, you know, whether it's guys, women or, or non-gender binary people, like I think I've definitely just you just hear about this a lot. And I think it's actually become a cultural norm that it's like, Oh, okay. It's okay to just, you know, leave someone in murkiness. It's okay to just not have this conversation. And I think that's, that's kind of the bigger issue. And, um, and yeah. And, and just from having experimented with like doing the opposite with anti ghosting a little bit, um, you know, it's actually like felt really good for, for both parties involved. And, And like Alan said, I think, yeah, even like, there's some closure and like, even, even though it's not like this super long, intense relationship, having that closure is, can make a big difference between an experience feeling like you kind of got a little screwed over or a little bit jilted in a dating experience. And the difference between that and like feeling like, Oh, that was actually a positive experience. It didn't go where maybe I expected to go, but you know, it, it ended. Like I felt respected the entire time I felt, and I felt like, you know, I, I got something out of it and, and had a positive interaction. And yeah, I mean, come on. How, how can you be against more positive interactions, right? You can't. I am, I am pro more positive. I will go <laughs> on the record boldly being pro more positive interactions. I'm neutral. Neutral. <laughs> Damn it, Alan. Well, that that's why he's a leading cultural critic. He can take bold stances like that. Yeah, that's what he does. Objective. <laughs> Awesome. Well, anyways, I hope for some of you guys listening out there that that might have swayed you one way or another. Um, if you have any thoughts on this, or if you want to join the anti-ghosting movement, shoot us or just share hilarious stories of ghosting. <laughs> yeah, so, so we can play on our next episode. <laughs> I just remembered earlier I said that I've never ghosted anyone before. That that was clearly a lie. I, I'm sorry. I apologized to everyone that I ghosted. <laughs> Trying to do better. Appreciate you coming clean before the episode. Look at, look at all the growth that's happening just in 20 minutes just, on the show. Just really tremendous. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you have any thoughts, if you want to um, send Alan your hate mail, shoot us an email at guyswithfeelingsshow at gmail.com. Uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Before we leave, let's tell the audiences where they can keep up with us. Uh, Gabe, where can people find you online? Uh, probably best on Twitter, at Gabe Bros. Alan, how about you? Twitter, at Alan I. Jamin, how about you? 
<laughs> Twitter at Jamin underscore ye. None of you guys. We're very unoriginal. I'm gonna need to switch to Pinterest or something. <laughs> spice this up next time. You can find me on Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can also find me uh, my website, jaminyee.com. And you can find all episodes of Guys With Feelings at guyswithfeelings.co. Music for the podcast is by Broke for Free. You can leave us a review on the iTunes store if you're feeling generous or not. And yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Until next time, we hope everyone out there is able to embrace the lows, celebrate the highs, and appreciate the messy journey in between. We'll see you guys next time.